BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here we are, not inside a car, but like above the garage where the cars are. And I'm here with Anthony Garvis from Audi Product Planning and Ryan Compton from the Audi Club of America. And uh, I thought this was a really good uh, group of uh, people to talk about because we're here for the Audi RS3. And I think this is the car that starts the club, right? Like the enthusiasm around this club from the original to now, right, Ryan? Yeah, no, I think this is a this is a, a great vehicle. I'm, we're so thankful to be here in that we're a club of enthusiasts, a club who really love Audi um, for its uh, for its technology, for its driving uh, emphasis, and this is a car that actually reminds us why we're interested in the brand, quite frankly. And yeah. so I, I do think, yeah, I mean, Anthony did a great job uh, talking through the the lineage of the vehicles and. Uh, and I do think that a lot of that DNA comes down through to this car. Yeah. So, Anthony, first yep. of all, thank you for your work. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> I always say that product planning is the most, the key part of the business because you have to fight with uh, engineering, design, yeah. the money people, yeah. and all that. And then you have to satisfy the club people. Too. Yeah. And I mean, really, in the end, everything that we do is for the customers. And yeah. we do not forget that because it's so easy to get caught up in business cases and, you know, pressure you're getting from Germany on certain things and we have to stand our ground we fight because we essentially are the voice of the customer yeah. so we want to make sure that we're making the right cars at the right price for our customers so can you walk us a little bit through the history as, as Ryan was mentioning well, like if I could just interject with yes. okay. and it's important to know that Anthony's an enthusiast himself yes no yeah. I mean that's the beauty Since of for 20 some years now with Audi uh, friend friend of the Audi club uh, very much so and um this is especially when it comes to the performance cars because yeah. what i've always loved but that you have to be an enthusiast to be in your position because otherwise you wouldn't understand what ryan well, and the members and of the club want and like yes and no because so much of product planning is just also you're looking at trends you do market research you yeah. get analysis and and you make decisions that way and that is obviously a lot of the job but i also look at a lot of from my gut because I know, being that yeah. I am one of these enthusiasts, what do I want? And then you have to balance a lot of times what you want with what customers want if for some reason it's not the same. And so uh, that's the hardest part of product planning is taking out sometimes your yeah. own personal opinion and making sure you're doing what's right for the customers. And um, a good business case for the company. Absolutely, because <laughs> we're not going to make 
if we have something that isn't going to lose millions and yeah. millions of euros, we're we not going to do it. I exactly. mean, the point is to make money also, because um, if we put our cars don't make money, it's, that, doesn't, that doesn't work long term. So can, again, we can we go back a little bit in history. 1984, I think it was like what it could be mentioned as the predecessor of the first version of this. Oh, I mean, car. when we go really, I guess it's tough. When you go to like production five cylinder, you have to look at the RS2. Um, and that's where we really kicked off the Audi RS craze. And then, um, you know, RS3s, we had TTRS. In, in the U.S., we got 2017, we came with the first RS3 sedan. So previously, the five-cylinder in the car was uh, TTRS that we yeah. had here. RS models. I'm not talking about the RS4s or no, RS6. Um, but, yeah, 2012, 2013, TTRS, and then 2017, we got RS3 sedan. And then 2018, we brought next generation of TTRS again. So we had two uh, of them recently, two five-cylinders. Now we have RS3 that carries on our five-cylinder lineage from 2022 onward. Brian, uh, we were talking last night at dinner, uh, or before dinner, about the club itself. And the club started pretty much in the 80s uh, around these kind of uh, cars, right? Yeah, you look at you look at the founding of Audi Club North America as uh, as originally the Quattro Club, mm -hmm. uh, started by Frank Bedore, um, a true enthusiast in every sense, uh, who who loved, uh, quite frankly, these five cylinder Quattro cars. This is what really kicked it off, and since then, obviously, our enthusiasm goes to all different directions. It's not just uh, race cars, sports cars, but uh, off roading, uh, overlanding. Um, cars and coffee car culture and all yeah. that but the, but the truth was was these kinds of cars this this new so rs3 is a is a, a successor to what really got uh the club going and and of course you know it's always lovely to have halo cars to look up to to aspire to although this is a actually a fairly affordable yeah, one that you can actually get in, uh, this is your attainable entry point into the world of rs i was gonna say that next yeah. actually because so this is the a3 series yeah so you have a3 and then you have s3 and then s3 RS3. and then this one so yeah. this one is really special because it also has you know the lineage and all the history of that but like really new and amazing technology to make yeah. Someone even like me, which is not a very good driver, a better <laughs> driver. Oh, oh, sure. In terms of the chassis and, and dynamics, yes. It, as I was saying yesterday, software is such a part of cars now because they are such computerized. Like when we talk about uh, the suspension, the dynamic chassis control in the car, the torque splitter in the back, uh, all of these control modules and, and, and vehicle dynamic systems that work together to make the car so amazing to drive and also such a breadth of capability where you have comfortable car you can drive every day yeah. go to the store like any other normal car Four and then you car, push that rs way. mode button on the steering wheel and it just flips a switch and this thing is crazy fun fast um and performance oriented and it's a totally different feel it's like you're in two different cars yeah so so right uh the other part of the equation here i'm here you were the fastest on the track <laughs> yesterday <laughs> i was second so i wasn't that nice. right. but you are a really good driver uh, so I mean, these technologies, I've, I've seen a lot of chatter in Twitter about it, like what is this uh, torque splitter and all these things, and, and it's really interesting, right? Like, and you also are like, not only a driver, you have a lot of technical knowledge about this. Sure, um, yeah, so what I will say about this uh, that really surprised me on the track, so I, I spend a fair bit of time on the track, I, I love it, and uh, obviously I'm constantly shooting for a very light, very compact, very dynamic car, and so, 
usually you come out to an event like this and you get into a four-door car and you're going to think, oh, this thing's going to be sloppy. Mm -hmm. This thing is going to, you know, the classic thing that Audi would always get dogged with and that we would build suspensions around to get around would be yeah. the, the heavy front end and the understeering plowing into a corner. That's not exhibited in this car. This is a car that, you know, we're uh, out there yesterday on the track pitching it around. It's, it is allowing for, uh, again, with the, the dynamics that Anthony was speaking to and all the software, it is a car that will allow you to run it as if it is a, a race car. And then, of course, we ran it around town yesterday. Right, and it's an happen. easy grocery getter, too. But the truth of it is, it's a quick car. And a lot, a lot of, I assume, a lot of that is the torque splitter. Also, I think the new suspension is really a lot, uh, a lot more interesting and, and more fun than the last round. Yeah, so Anthony, can you walk us a little bit about through the specs and what spe specifically this torque splitter is and how it works, sure. how it makes the car sure. better? So um, when we try to like put this all together, so looking at the car itself, so we have obviously five cylinders at 401 horsepower now, so we have seven more horsepower than the last Which, car. by the way, is the most, most power in the, the world, right? Like you went correct. through the yes. regulations so, and you were able to get that. U.S., we requested more power. We got one we to break 400 horsepower, sort of 401. And then we're 369 pound-feet of torque, which is 15 more than the last car also. And so, like, zero to say, yeah, you feel the car. It is, it is secretly quick because you don't realize sometimes yeah. just how quick it's also so smooth. Um, and so zero to 60, we say 3.6 seconds, which is crazy. A car that's 59 or $58,900 and you go zero to 60 in 3.6 seconds. Know. I mean, there you go. Yeah, performance yeah. value, uh, for your it's money. There. Level, yes. Yeah. Um, so the torque splitter is what we have standard in the U S and this is really what makes this car so much fun to drive because you now have fully variable torque distribution between the left and right rear wheels. And so the idea of the torque splitter is, you know, uh, you can have it setting so you can have oversteer and you have a lot of fun and tail happy. You have it set, you know, comfort. So it's more like just security. You power more of the front wheels and the back wheels, but it's also always there when you're accelerating, you know, making sure left and right wheels are getting the right amount of torque when you're going straight and accelerating. So you have stability. And then you also have this RS performance mode where the idea is no oversteer, no understeer, perfectly neutral. And that's developed for the track. It's developed in combination with those Pirelli Trofeo R Motorsport tires that we offer uh, from the factory on this car. And the idea is the fast way around the track is possible. So your torque splitter is 100% neutral, and your suspension's developed to make sure you minimize any oscillations in the road so you're not bumping or bouncing around. So smooth, because smooth is fast. And so it also is said that when you're leaving a turn, get on the throttle much sooner than you normally would be able to without having to worry about you know the back coming out or understeering or anything. Just hunkers down dials and goes. So that's where I, that makes the bad driver like me better. Right. It does, it, right? You know, <laughs> we used to we used to joke that Quattro would pick up where people's talent left off sometimes. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, and this takes that to a whole other level yeah. because it really is that. But that was always how it was with TTRS and RS3 last generation too. Yeah. These cars were easier to drive fast mm -hmm. and we've just perfected it even more with this generation. So what's the difference between this system and uh, torque vectoring? Because torque vectoring yeah. has been in other cars. So this is true mechanical compared. torque vectoring in the back. So it has a clutch pack on each side to drive each rear axle. And so you just then engage or open the clutch, you close it, or you do halfway, and this is how you distribute torque left and right. So that is mechanically done. When you have wheel selective torque control, which almost every car has, I know of, where yeah. you have the ESC system that then intervenes by braking. So... On this car, what we do is we're taking a turn, we power the outside wheel. 
and reduce power to the inside wheel. Whereas on wheel selected for control, what you do is you slow the inside wheel. You slow it, you get power to the outside wheel. Okay. So your feeling is very different because this one really feels like it's pushing you around the turn rather than kind of pulling you or just trying to keep you in line. Yeah, if I can uh, speak to that too, on the track particularly, it's uh, you think of all these um, complex systems getting more and more technical and complex. A lot of the times when you feel these things intervening on the track, particularly I, I do a lot of instructing right-hand seat and you feel... You know, when students are overcooking mm-hmm. it, you're feeling, uh, uh, you know, it's catching, catching. I'm using a visual on a uh, audio medium. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're breaking catching, catching, they're catching, and it feels unpleasant, frankly. It's not smooth, it's not a way. And this is not intervening in a way. It, is, it feels far more like uh, how we would try to set it in a much more analog car um, to actually make it. It's not pushing through the corners. It's very evenly stable. I mean, with ESC off, even on the track, I I never felt any kind of looseness on track out. Like it was just it, it's it's it is actually allowing you to drive it properly instead of fighting, fighting some electronic yeah, system constantly, which is which is kind of the bane of modern cars on the track, unless they're true track weapons. Yeah. And this is a great car that is that seemingly can do multiple things it's, it's got it's got a uh, it's got a couple of different uh modes of yeah. living so what kind of uh interactions you've been seeing or hearing from the club members with this car and in particular with what audi is coming up with the electrics and all that but in particular with this one yeah that's a great point and, and we as a club as audi club north america is is embracing you know everything from electric we just had a had an event last weekend it was called vintage to voltage which was uh, <laughs> cool. a lot of vintage old five-cylinder cars um we're giving away in our quattro uh, right now if you go to our, our site we're doing a sweepstakes at the end of the month uh, uh through the month of june and um and then we also have the electrics but but the truth is is this kind of thing will pique major interest because of its um first of all because of its lineage second of all um the five-cylinder third of all it is a It is an attainable, quick car that, frankly, you can you know take the kids around and then go to the the racetrack too. And it's I I've really enjoyed it this weekend. I, it, the club doesn't quite know about it yet. This is really early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is we only started teasing it yesterday. Oh, okay. So uh, so hopefully they will enjoy uh, what they see, um, what we've done this weekend, and and we'll get the excitement up for this car. Yeah. So, Anthony, finally, we have a couple more minutes. It's a very interesting time in the industry where we're seeing, obviously, the electrification sure. part of, of things. But, like, going back to these true driver's cars, and uh, I was uh, recently on the, uh, not to compare them directly, but the Acura Integra that mm-hmm. just came out, yep. came back, and they claim that 65% of the orders are for the manual transmission, sure. which looks very encouraging, right, sure. for uh, driver enthusiasts. And I think on... Uh, when what's Golf R and Volkswagen was saying they're doing about half the cars, yeah. 40 to 50 percent that were manual transmission, and that's a very niche segment for a specific customer. And uh, I'm so happy to see that more people are still bringing out manuals because yeah. I love it. I have a TTRS and manual, like that is, yeah, it's what I it's, it is. But the <laughs> fact is that we are a very small, small so subset of, course, of yeah. the entire industry. Um, and uh, when you look at uh, situate now, yes. Uh, driver assistance systems and all these things in the future that we have that don't really work with manual transmissions, uh, there's no real reason or drive behind them to do them anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's sad because our last manual was uh, A4, A5 in 2018, which is the last Audi models we sold manual transmission. 
and you know take rates were two percent maybe yeah. on a good day when we said he was going away it jumped to five for a month <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh we almost tripled uh, but um, uh, yes the story I like to say is when we did TTRS you know the first TTRS that we got we did it only manual we did a petition online bring it here manual only for these users yeah. we did about 900 cars over two model years do you know what people said to us when we brought it here? They said, why did you bring the manual? The S-Tronic is faster. No, and it is. Right? Like a stake through our hearts, <laughs> you know? I mean, my goodness. And that's really telling because when you get to this level of performance car, people are looking at numbers all the time. No, of course. And yeah. it is, what's my zero to 60? What's the quarter mile? It doesn't really matter. I mean, you're not doing it. And there's, of course, that fun factor of rowing your own gears. But these S-Tronic cars... They shift so fast. I they know. sound awesome when they shift. And then they're so easy to drive fast that, you know, it makes up for a lack of skill yeah. when you're shifting. And as Ryan was saying before, all the all the, the help that you actually feel on the track, I, I once uh, heard Juan Pablo Montoya, Formula One yeah. driver, he's like, um, the, the, the automatic transmission and the GTR, the Nissan GTR is the best thing that he has ever driven. Yeah. And he's, he really knows yeah. how to drive. So that tells you a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's... It, you really can't question. I remember, so I've always had manual cars on the track, and uh, I remember the first time I ran an R8 V10 yep. on the track, and I got out of the car and I was like, "All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I understand now. It makes perfect sense." And I just want to give a plug for this transmission. This version on it feels mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, maybe it's the same Mechatronic. I'm not sure know, which uh, which R8 V10. You drive a S-Tronic. You drove one of the R-Tronic cars. This was a Performance Plus two years ago. Oh, two years. Okay, you drove Current. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if this was like no, 10 years no, ago no. we were talking about. Yeah, it, they're amazing on the track. Yeah. And, I mean, you're it's going, you just pop it. Pop. Yeah, you're always in the right gear. It holds the gear. You paddle shift, and you're not yeah. worrying about clutch. And Ryan is looking at his watch because he wants to go through the track. So I know. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and just one plug on that point, which is true manual mode on this thing. Yeah. yeah. That's no. the other yeah. thing was it's it, it's not shifting nope. at any point for you. <laughs> and this is something that we worked with technical development at Audi Sport saying, you know, manual mode meets manual. And they agree. And we say no kick down, downshift, no upshift at red line you are in control so well thank you again for bringing these kind of cars back to the US and Ryan thank you very much for everything your time and maybe another time you can teach me maybe I can beat your time Ah, perfect (laughs) I love that anytime you want to come out tons of Audi Club uh, driving events around the country all year round so we'd love to see you there excellent thank you Anthony you're welcome thank you for listening for more check us out online at totalcarscore.com BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.